Year after year after year, I hear people tell me that they do not want to pay large subscription fees or for memberships to be able to get access to content related to safety. So me and my friends here at Safety FM have come up with an idea called Safety FM Plus. This is a video streaming service that allows you to have some downloadable document content available readily wherever you are. You can go to the website safetyfmplus.com or go to the Apple Store app and download it for your iPhone, iPad, or even Apple TV. It's also available on Android and Android TV, Roku, and Fire TV. We want to be wherever you are. So to get you started, you can come to the website or download the apps as we just discussed. The other great portion about this is that if you sign up right now at safetyfmplus.com, you will get a downloadable version of Simple Revolutionary Acts, the first book by Dr. Todd Conklin as part of your membership to get into this. So go right now to safetyfmplus.com to find out more information. That is safetyfmplus.com. This show is brought to you by Safe. The following program is rated MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, and violence. It is intended only for mature audiences. Finally, show with the balls and call it like it is. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Countdown to audio torture. The Rated R Safety Show starts in three, two, one. Ah, let the eardrum pain begin. Forget the corporate bullshit. This is the Rated R Safety Show with your host, Dr. Uh, it doesn't matter who the host is. Welcome to this all new Monday edition of the Rated R Safety Show. Today's August the 24th of 2020, day 237 of the year and only 129 days to go. How exciting is that? Anyways, how are you? Hopefully you had a fantastic weekend. Everything is lovely in your neck of the woods as we're going back and forth inside of this lovely world of safety that apparently is full of struggles, and we can get to that shit later on. Anyways, you're listening to the Rated R Safety Show. We are coming to you live from the Safety FM studios in Orlando, Florida, streaming across the multiverse of Safety FM stuff so what the fuck does that mean let's talk about it directly here's what we're doing we're coming to you live on safetyfm.com safetyfm.tv and safety.fm the radio station app and so on by the way i do tend to say some bad words and they slip out from time to time so my apologies that i really don't mean at the moment but anyways how are you hopefully you had a fantastic weekend was able to do some cool and fun stuff or not some cool and fun stuff, depending what you were doing on the weekend. But hopefully it was mostly cool and fun and not really ass, dumbass and boring. But that's a whole other conversation that we can get into as well. You kind of already know what I'm probably going to go with there. Anyway, so 
as we do the things throughout our show, this is the layout of the land. We go ahead, we play some feature story news, talk about what's going on in the offset of the news world. So you get that information first. Then I go into my rumbling nonsense of what I think is important for you to know. And then we give a breakdown of what's going on inside of the world. But today, before we get started with the feature story news, let's talk about what is trending inside of this current world with via hashtags. So let's talk about the hashtags we're trending over the weekend. Let's take them from the top. WW84, the new trailer for Wonder Woman 1984, was released on sale on Saturday. Wonder Woman is in the new flick. Kristen Wiig will play WW. Nemesis Cheetah, the movie is scheduled now to hit October the 2nd. And apparently that seems to keep on being a moving target. So there you go there. Another hashtag from over the weekend, save the post office. The hashtag was trending again this weekend with many Twitter users bashing Republicans for denying additional funding of several post offices and the post office services. Elizabeth Warren joined in on Twitter calling Postal Service a board members to fire Postmaster General Louis DeJoy. Gotham Knights was another hashtag that we saw over the weekend, and here we go. The Gotham Knights video game was revealed over the weekend, according to one post. The game centers around Batman's family, Batgirl, Nightwing, Red Hood, and Robin, who must save Gotham City after the death of the caped crusader. The game will be available on PS4, PS5, Xbox, Series X, and PC in 2021. Also trending over the weekend was hashtag Dynamite100M, view in 24HRS. South Korean boy band BTS broke the YouTube record over the weekend. Their new English single, Dynamite, hit 100.1 million views on YouTube in 24 hours. The song was released on Friday. Last but not least, the last hashtag that was making the popular sequences over the weekend. Here we go. Hashtag RIP Mamba. Fans remembered and honored and paid tribute to the late Kobe Bryant, who have tur- would have turned 42 on Sunday. So let's get you moving forward with our feature story news here on the Rated R Safety Show. From feature story news in Washington, I'm Simon Marks. German doctors treating Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny say he was poisoned last week in Siberia. They say Mr. Navalny remains in intensive care in an induced coma. They're still trying to determine the specific toxin that was used in the attack, but they're treating him with a drug used in cases of nerve gas and pesticide poisonings. The German foreign minister, Heiko Maas, says Mr. Navalny is receiving protection in hospital. The suspicion is not that Mr. Navalny poisoned himself, but that someone poisoned Mr. Navalny. And there are unfortunately one or two examples of such poisonings in recent Russian history. It was clear that after his arrival, security measures had to be put into place because we are dealing with a patient who was likely the target of a poison attack. Protests have taken place in Wisconsin after a black man was critically injured in a police shooting. A state of emergency was declared in Kenosha overnight after Jacob Blake was shot multiple times in the back there. Our US correspondent Will Denzelow reports. Kenosha police announced they responded to a domestic incident at just after 5pm local time on Sunday. Graphic footage shared on social media then purportedly shows a man opening a car door and an officer grabbing the individual and firing several shots into his back. 
family friend says Jacob Blake is expected to survive and Wisconsin's Department of Justice says it will lead an investigation into the shooting. News of Mr Blake's shooting is already galvanizing supporters of the Black Lives Matter movement and it comes just as President Trump's Republican convention is beginning. The president told Fox News over the weekend he wants the four-day event to be inspirational. Well, I think we're going to see something that is going to be very uplifting and positive. That's what I'd like it to be. The economy is roaring back. It's coming back. We're going to be talking about the economy. We're going to be talking about the military, what we've done and where we're going because we need strong military. But there are clouds hanging over the convention, including a report that First Lady Melania Trump has been illicitly taped, making disparaging comments about both the president and some of his adult children. The recordings are reported to have been made by a former friend who has authored a tell-all book about her relationship with the First Lady. Prime Minister Boris Johnson says it's vitally important that schools in Britain reopen despite COVID-19. From FSN's London Bureau, Benji Hire reports. Students are preparing to return to school in parts of the UK and Prime Minister Boris Johnson is pressing home the message that the risk of contracting coronavirus at schools is very small. He claims it's far more damaging for a child's development and their health to be away from school any longer. His sentiments are echoed by the UK's chief medical officers who believe missing school is a greater threat to children than COVID-19. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. The European Court of Human Rights issued an emergency ruling over the weekend demanding that the Russian government hand over opposition leader Alexei Navalny's medical file to the German doctors who are now treating him. Mr Navalny collapsed on a plane as it flew over Siberia last week, the victim of an apparent poisoning. He is now in Germany receiving medical treatment. His plight has sparked a new debate about the reaction of Western governments to Russia's persistent use of chemical agents to undermine opponents of Vladimir Putin. Tom Tugendhat chairs the Foreign Affairs Select Committee in the British Parliament and says his own Conservative Party's government, led by Prime Minister Boris Johnson, has been too soft on Russia. I think that the Foreign Office is being overcautious and I think what we should be seeing instead is we should be seeing the British people uh, being able to, to rely on the Foreign Office to be much clearer, much stronger, much earlier. Now, I understand the Foreign Office's caution. I get it. I really do understand it. And I think they're extremely reasonable and behaving entirely sensibly. But what we've got to do now is we've got to make sure that we have uh, a much more robust defence, even when uh, the indications and the evidence isn't 100%, because we're never going to get 100% evidence uh, against regimes like this. They're never going to allow us in. The Kremlin insists it had nothing to do with whatever poison left Mr Navalny in a coma. The US State Department was silent all weekend long about the Russian opposition leader's plight. The main news again, German doctors treating Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny say he was poisoned last week in Siberia. The German government is now protecting him in hospital. Protests have taken place in Wisconsin after a black man was critically injured in a police shooting. And the Republican convention is getting underway in Charlotte, North Carolina, although because of COVID-19, most of this week's events will be virtual. And that is the latest feature story news. Simon Marks reporting. This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. 
Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. So what do you think? This is what's going on inside of the world of news. And I think that that's important to share across the multiverse. Because here's the fun part. The more we hear about what's going on in the news, the more we get to hear the different formats and the different things. A lot of people normally have questions about, why in the hell are you playing normal news? Do you ever take a listen to what's going on in the news is the other question. I guess you can take that a look as well as we do this. So different things, of course, as we talk about it. So what are you thinking? What are you thinking about all these news stories that are popping up as we go in about? I guess Mike Gretchen feels that way. He talks the same way. Doesn't understand the segments first. A little bit confused. That happens. Whatever. I understand. Some people will love it. Some people will hate it. It is what it is. Safety consultant in the house as we go there as well. Anyway, so let's get into my nonsense and, you know, disclaimer has to come first and then we'll go from there. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, so let's talk about it. Let's go through the different segments, the different conversations, the different thought process as we talk about this today. Um, Did you come and hang out over the weekend? Where there was a pretty big, well, we'll call it a pretty big event that was taking place um, that was being put on by a group of people calling it the Munch and Mench that happened on Saturday. And it was a conversation about different things going on within the industry. And I will tell you, we were there as a sponsor of the event. Um, and it, I don't know, it took some weird turns, if we're, if we're being honest here. There were some conversations going on, and we went through the whole process and talked about some things. Now, I will tell you, there was probably about 20-some-odd panelists that came about and started talking about some different things going on inside of the world. Now, the introduction side of the panelists did take some time as they were going through it. Now, it was the first time that they had put an event on, so I can understand some confusion. But there were some matters that they started to discuss about some things that probably need to change inside of the industry. Now, if you did miss it, that did occur on Saturday. But there were some talks about diversity and inclusion, mostly, that were kind of a lot of of the topics. The event did last for about a couple hours, seeing some different things going on, um, of course. But I don't know. I, I kind of feel that the conversation of diversity, inclusion, and equality is now starting to make the rounds which I think is a good conversation. But my question becomes this. We can sit here and talk about equality, inclusion, and all this other stuff inside of what's going on inside of the safety world. What are you going to do to change about it? What are you going to talk? I mean, talking about it's fantastic. It's great. I mean, it's great to talk about. But what are you going to do to change it? What are you going to do to do something? Solution-based thinking is a thing, and pity-based thinking is a thing as well. And pity parties are easy to have. And sitting back and going, oh, yes, this, this, and this is the issue, but not having a resolution or a resolve, is it going to advance what we're trying to do as safety professionals? It is a legitimate question. 
it is a legitimate statement, something to think about. We can sit here all day and talk about how great the industry is and what changes need to take place. But how are you going to make it happen? Are you going to go to the C-suite and have the conversation? Are you going to go to the organizations that control the lettering format throughout the world and change it? I mean, some of these organizations are in business to make money. Some of the ones that provide letters at the end of your name. And they're concerned about making their $14 million for the year. Oh, did I say that out loud? I think I did. But think about it. And what I always find interesting is that when some of these discussion takes place is that there are plants that come in and have these discussions. And I'm not anti-establishment and I'm not pro-establishment. I think that there's a, a good recommendation of a blend between two. But I want people to think about that. What do you think will benefit the platform? How do you look at some of these things? Do you look at it that there is value based on if you had a degree that you went to college for? Or is it value added because you got some letters from an organization that you paid to become a member from? Is there value added because of the experience that you actually have? So it is a thought and some critical thinking needs to be based there. But I think that sometimes we go into pity party mode thinking and not solution-based thinking. And I don't need someone from an organization to come and sell me on how the organization is going to solve everything because I don't buy it. I believe that real conversations need to be had. I also think that someone touching me with the magic wand, oh, yes, I did say that is not going to change the environment. What's a magic wand? Think about it. You'll figure it out. A lot of things to talk about there today. What do you think works best? Something tells me that things are probably not going to go well after that conversation for some, and that's okay. But I want you to think about all these things. What has more value? Experience? College degree? Or lenders from a membership club. A lot to think about. But you already know what I'm going to do next. You got it. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. You are listening to something magical. <laughs> You're listening to the Rated R Safety Show. Oh, yeah, you know it. Rated R Safety Show coming to you live from the Orlando studios. And I got to tell you, baby, this is what I think about, and I will tell you exactly what I think. And some people will sit back and go, well, don't you interact with people that have letters behind their name? I sure do. We don't have to agree on everything. That's the whole point. We need to think about solutions to resolve some of these things. Actual solutions, not pity parties, because pity parties are just 
a waste of time. Anyways, let's continue. Let's talk about what's going on in the world of news, and let's hit the shit list, because that's what we need to talk about here. Krispy Kreme is opening a new chain, or the chain's first ever, are you ready for this? A lot of people might be excited, of vending machines. And, and this will happen in Charlotte, North Carolina. The vending machine will dispense three packs of their signature donuts all through all hours, day and night. The news coincide with a new menu that is also recently announced, including ice cream sandwiches made with sliced donuts instead of cookies and hand spun milkshakes made with donut infused ice cream. So there you go. Oh, hold on. I got a comment. I taught CSPs as they took cause class because they were they worked in another field without a safety experience. Oh, I, th- I think you're going to get me in trouble, man. I, I don't know what I should say. I should, probably should be careful. Maybe I should stick to the to the sweet treats of Krispy Kreme and not really acknowledge the comment. Because, you know, we don't want to stir anything up, don't want to cause any kind of problems. I'm just saying, you know, it is what it is. Anyways, let's continue. Let's talk a little bit more here because I think some of this stuff is going to be important today. Two years after the last phone hit the market, the BlackBerry logo will appear once again on a new smartphone, complete with a physical QWERTY keyboard. While it's not a true BlackBerry phone because BB left the phone business back in 2016, the company has continued to license its brand to phone manufacturers over the years. Onward Mobility, an Austin, Texas-based company, will launch the new phone, which is said to run Android. It can be expected to hit probably in the first half of 2021, expecting that we make it that far, of course. So think about it. A lot of stuff to think about. And I mentioned BB or BlackBerry, however you want to look at it, because that phone at one point was the market leader in the business world because of how the encryption worked. And then, of course, you know, there always is a disruptor that comes about and disrupts the market and talks about some interesting things and does some interesting things. And then we've seen a lot of iPhones come about, as you already are aware. So when you take a look at safety and security in your organization, how big does the encryption key portion play into it? Now, this might be more towards the IT department, but also as I look at it and I talk about it, do you play in with that field because of some of the things that are safety-related items. Like remote wiping of a phone is important, and of course of all the stuff because of sensitive material that might be available. The Blackberries were extremely easy to do back in the day. I mean, for a period of time, there was even like websites that were crackberry.com because they said the Blackberry was as addicting as crack. I'm assuming they're talking about the drug, of course. So what do you think? Something to think about there for sure. I'm just smiling. It's a day to smile. Anyways, researchers have discovered a new super giant species of isopod known as the Bathsoria Rakasa in the waters of Indonesia. The Crushing, also known as the Darth Vader of the seas, measures of over a foot in length and can live on land and in sea. The segmented esculetons compound eyes, two pairs of antennas, and four sets of jaws, according to the description of the National Oceanic Atmospheric Administration. The creature is not the first to resemble a Sith Lord. 
In December 2017, the researchers found 245-million-year-old fossil horseshoe crab that looked like Vader. What a lot of inspiration there starting off right out of the, out of the bat. So, something to think about for sure as we talk about that. Lots of stuff going on there in the news. Anyways, the statue for the late Chris Cornell, located in the Seattle Museum of Pop Culture, was vandalized last weekend. The museum told the Seattle Times that they are pained by the act of the, of the proper authorities that have been notified. They are also ready hired a professional conservatist or conservator. Conservator. God, I can't read today. To access the damage and develop a new plan to restore the important piece. Cornell's late wife, Vicki Cornell, took to Instagram late Friday, sharing that she and the couple's kids were heartbroken over the vandalism. She added that the destruction was not due to riots or protests, but rather a single disturbed individual who wanted to blemish Chris's legacy. Vicky had the statue commissioned and donated to the museum as a way to honor the late artist who died by suicide back in May of 2017. Yeah, that's Chris Cornell from Soundgarden fame, just in case. An audio slave. Great bands. And of course, he did his own solo thing for a period of time, as you already are aware. So as you look at this kind of stuff and you hear it and you think about it and so on, vandalism going onto a statue and some different aspects there, you know, I look at some of this stuff and how do some of the determinations get made from time to time on some of the stuff. Like I know there was a statement there that it was not due to the protests or the riots. But I'm almost trying to figure out how the qualification occurs on how you know that. On how does one know that that was the case? How does one know that this is the format or what is exactly going on? Something to think about as I do mention it. A lot of stuff to think about. Man, did the did the box get quiet quick around here? I normally see some things going in and out, blah, 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 when the box does decide to work. So maybe I should just take it that the box stopped working. And just in case for those back out there in radio land and podcast world, they might be going, what the hell are you talking about? Well, on the video aspect, if you have not ever hung out and done the video thing, we do have a little chat box that flashes from time to time. And people will come in and come out and say their piece. And that's kind of cool um, as it does go about. But Hey, it does happen, and some people agree with what I have to say and disagree. Or if no, if not, it goes incredibly silent because of some of the things that I say, and that's okay. I understand it. There has never been two. There has never been two hurricanes in the Gulf of Mexico at the same time in documented history until now. Tropical Storm Laura and Marco are barreling towards the Gulf Coast of Louisiana and Texas. The latter is expected to hit today while the former is due to arrive on Wednesday. The Category 1 hurricane are hitting southern states exactly three years after Hurricane Harvey hit. That's just something to think about as we do mention that, of course. Anyways, so a lot of things things to think about for sure there as we talk about this. So, dual hurricanes... Hitting the Gulf of Mexico. Now, we are living in some very strange times currently. Let's just be real. Some very interesting times and things go- and things going on. I mean, do you think that this is going to be another thing that we're going to be adding to the plate of some strange things happening in this year of 2020? 
I mean, we still have not done a lot of acknowledging of all the earthquakes that have been taking place. We haven't done a lot of acknowledgement of, hey, the Department of Defense said, oh, yes, the UFOs that we've seen are real. Unidentified flying, whatever the hell they said. They, they, phenomenon is what they called it. Flying phenomenon. So think about it. A lot to think about there. Uh-oh, we're, we're getting some travel arrangements by Sheldon Primus here. Do you want to tell us where you're staying? We might come by to visit all at one time. Could be fun. But anyways, a lot to think about. And so as we continue to talk, let me tell you next, what is the next screwed up thing that we're going to hear about in 2020? You are listening to a radio god. What? This has to be an error. That host is not a radio god. Anyways, this is the Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Okay, so a cow-sized asteroid hurling towards Earth is projected to reach the planet on November the 2nd, one day before the presidential election, according to data from NASA. While the while that may seem alarming, scientists believe that there is about, are you ready for this? 0.1, excuse me, 0.41% chance of it making an impact. These odds may seem small, but in perspective, it means that Earth is almost 40 times greater of getting hit than someone dying from coronavirus. Yes, that is called a pregnant pause. Now, I will tell you, that news story was everywhere over the weekend. 0.41% of it actually hitting. So, as you hear that and you think about that and those things are coming about, and I mentioned that out loud, and Sheldon makes his sarcastic comment, <laughs> um, what do you think? With the way that this world has worked this year in particular, I don't know if those are really good odds. <laughs> and I say that jokingly, and I shouldn't probably joke because this is a terrible time to be making Terrible jokes like that, but it's something to think about. 0.41% size of a cow. Now it traveling from thousands and thousands and light years away and all that kind of fun stuff. What kind of impact could it have? And what are we looking at? And do we have a projected area so far? I mean, is this stuff, stuff that we talk about for sure? Stuff that we talk about as we speak about this. Let's continue. The U.S. Navy F-35C has joined the famous Top Gun School. According to the Drive War Zone, the first F-35s recently touched down at the Naval Air Station Fallon, Nevada. With the iconic lightning bolt and a flash and Top Gun badge, the addition of the marks, the new territory when it comes to air warfare and helping pilots leverage the various combat att attributes that unique to fighter jets. Hold on. I can't put links on, but I appreciate every time that you do send that just in case. But I can't put the link on. For some reason, it makes some of the other sites go cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. So I appreciate you actually putting that there. But I can't put it out. So thank you. So going back to the Top Gun thing and the F-35C fighter jets, these planes and all this kind of fun stuff. 
What do you think about when you hear about this? You know, the top gun aspect of it. What do you think? A lot of stuff to think about. And, you know, this has always been one of these programs, because I don't even know if we should call this a show. We should call it a program. (laughs) Where we want you to think as audience members, Safety FM listeners, participants. Because if you have not noticed this, and if you are not acknowledging this, maybe we should have some acknowledgement here. It is easy for the media to push one direction or steer one direction or steer. This is why I always tell people, bet the stories that I tell you. Think about the things that I'm saying. Look at source material. Don't always believe every word that comes out of my mouth. Because not every story that we use here has always been accurate. Oh, yes, I did say that. Oh, my God, a source of media, the disc... Yeah, I'm telling you, I have had retractions from some of these stories after we find them. So I just want you to think about that. Do your own searching because it's not research, it's searching. And put your little incognito window on. I think it might benefit you if you do that. And then let's have that combo. Anyways, let's continue. Golden State Killer Joseph D'Angelo was sentenced to life in prison on Friday. The 74-year-old will die behind bars after pleading guilty to June of guilty in June to 13 murders and 13 rapes related to charge stemming from his crimes in 1970 and 1980. He also admitted to dozen more assaults which have a statute of limitation that have already expired. Part of the plea deal spares him from death penalty. So let's have the weird conversation. At this particular age, we know that he is an older gentleman or older person, because some people might get upset that I say gentleman. An older person who who has admitted to 13 murders and 13 rapes. And he is expected to die in prison. At that point, do you say... Go forward with the death penalty. And I'm not pro-con or anything. This is just a question for you. It's kind of an interesting question if you think about it. Because there's so many different ways you can go about it. What's your thoughts? Like, what is the thought process? Is something You hear something like that. Like, what is the thought process of the things that can be done there? A lot of weird things come about as that comes to mind. And I say this from the standpoint of he admitted to it. And I know part of his plea deal says that he won't get it. He won't, you know, he's going to die in prison, but he won't be put on death row. And then some person will say, well, what about taxpayer dollars? That's a lot of other things to think about as well. So a lot of things to think about as it does move forward. Anyways, let's continue down the path here. One of the world's largest diamonds has been found in Africa. Gem Diamonds LTD discovered a gem in its Langstone mine. The company revealed this on Friday. Lesto is a lock, a landlocked country in South and Southern Africa. 
encircled by South Africa and its population of over 2 million. The 442-carat rock is worth an estimated $18 million, according to Bloomberg. So this goes back to some of the conversations that we have from time to time. So we have this. This is an occasion. You have a 442-carat rock, diamond, however you want to look at it. And you move it. You're planning on moving it from where it's at. What do you think it should look like on that move? Because you know there has to be this whole plan and strategy about what needs to be done. Like, what do you think about there? Like, how do you plan the structure of getting that thing moved without it becoming a whole cluster? Because it's a lot of weird things that happen inside of that world. And you can't just be, hey, we're just moving it to move it. It has to be a lot of other interesting portions. And that's something to think about there for sure. I'm a trial lawyer. I'm not part of your family, and I don't do skits with my mom. I'm a real lawyer, a damn good lawyer, the best lawyer this state has to offer. And I've built a reputation for standing up for the people of this country, righting the wrongs. You may not agree with all of my views, but when it comes to trying cases, there's only one view, justice. And justice is what I get. Fiker Law. That's why we're unstoppable. We at Safety... We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. At one point in my life, I will figure out that if you double plump that button, it will stop that thing mid-track. But whatever. I guess we'll discover it as we move forward because that's exactly what ends up happening here. Anyways, let's talk real quick. Let's move forward with some of the news that is going on out there in the multiverse. So I talked about this on Friday. I want to talk about it again today because it is happening tomorrow. Huh? I want to talk about it again today, which I originally talked about it on Friday. That's happening tomorrow. Hmm, Very interesting. Anyway, so tomorrow on the Jay Allen show, not the rated R safety show, much different approach of safety. Let's, Let's go through there. We will be having... The authors from the learning of practice or the practice of learning teams book on the show. So we will also be announcing a contest that will be available if you're interested in that information. So here's what we're going to do. If you're part of the safety FM exclusive list, we will be releasing the information ahead of time to you to know how to enter the contest. If you're interested in doing so. If you're not part, then you'll just find out tomorrow when we release it with everybody else. And what am I talking about a contest? We will be releasing books of the Practice of Learning Team book that they have just authored about learning teams. And this is actually open worldwide. So I know that sometimes we've actually had some of our things where we go, we're restricting it to the U.S. Some of them have been opened all across. This will be open worldwide. And this is for the book, The Practice of Learning Teams. Forge done by Todd Conklin. The authors of the book of the book is Brett Sutton, Glennis McCarthy, and Brett Robinson. And you'll get to hear more about them tomorrow on the Jay Allen Show if you care to listen. They got a lot of stuff that they're going to be covering, and I think there's a lot of good detail inside of it. Between the book and the conversation, there was kind of a it will it will 
go in combination with the conversation that Todd Conklin on the pre-accident investigation had with them. Let's just say that it's a continuation of that conversation. It will add a, another uh, some other layers to it as well. So if you do get a chance tomorrow, 3 a.m. Eastern time, it will drop on a podcast version if you not have not heard it already on the radio station, just so you know. So I'll be readily available. Anyways, let's continue. Students at dozens of universities are demanding to reduce tuition as more schools switch to virtual learning in response to the coronavirus crisis. As cases surge in some states, many schools have been forced to reconsider their reopening plans and leaving students outraged. Students have responded strongly to the plans, exp- explaining that video lectures are a little awkward and lack of the personal connection with a professor in classrooms. They also don't believe that they should have to pay full price as they are not experienced the full experience. A petition calling for the reduction in tuition has begun circulating. So think about that for a brief moment as we talk about this. So let's talk about some other fun stuff tied into it. Could you imagine that you were planning on going into, let's say, a conference? Yeah, you know, a conference. And let's say that the full ticket to go to this conference in person was about $1,000. And the conference changes from in person to virtual. Do you think the conference should be or should still cost $1,000? Or do you look at it and go, well, probably the price should be reduced? Or do you say no? Because then, you know, a conference is one thing, universities are another. So do you think that the universities should have a reduction in price? Because you're doing virtual learning. Or do you think it should still stay at the same standpoint? There's a lot of things to think about there. I mean, I don't know. I look at it and I go, I am just not sure on how the price point should be. There are some things that should probably still acquire the same fee. But I will tell you, if you are a college graduate, how different would your experience have been if you went to school in person compared to going to school virtually? What's your thought process as you think about it? A lot of stuff to think about there. I mean, it makes it a kind of interesting and kind of awkward all at the same time, too. Like, imagine if you went to a party school. Or we're planning to go to a party school. You know, just to get higher education as well. But now it's all virtual. You paid extra money to go there. Would you be as happy that that was your selection if the party school is not so party full now? A lot of stuff to think about for sure as we do move forward. Anyways, let's talk about a couple of deaths real quick. And I know that's a terrible segue, but let's talk about it. Two of Larry King's children have died within the last three weeks. 
King addressed the death on Facebook, saying that his heart is broken, that they were, that the two were good and kind souls who will be greatly missed. Chaya King, 51, passed away on August the 20th after a short battle with lung cancer. And Andy King, 65, died unexpectedly of a heart attack on July the 28th. Our thoughts and prayers are definitely with the King family as that moves forward. Uh, I know we struggled with this on Friday, but we're going to struggle through it again today. So let's talk about it because this is the world we're in right now. And we're going to continue to see more and more of it. So let's might as well talk about it. Let's talk about the world of the swamp or politics, however you want to word it. So let's go through it. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo is expected to get the nod for Secretary of State in Biden-Harris administration, the Buffalo, the Buffalo Chronicle reports. Insiders say that Cuomo has been lobbying hard for a cabinet position and was originally gunning for the attorney general, a post he previously held at the state level. They also say that Cuomo has presidential aspirations of his own, so working as a nation's top diplomat would give him extensive foreign policy clout on the top executive experience at the state level. Cuomo is 62 and his recent election have shown wouldn't age him out of the role at all. So think about it as we talk about it. What do you think there? Do you think that that was part of the reason behind him doing his dailies? Just a question because we had seen them all over the place. A lot of people were looking towards New York at that time. So just think about that. The Republican National convention kicks off tonight each night will have a different theme tonight is land of promise tuesday is land of opportunity wednesday is land of heroes and then thursday is land of greatness a lot of lands it sounds like hopefully that's all the same place while nearly all businesses for the democrat convention was conducted remotely 336 republican delegates are expected to meet in person in charlotte north carolina to formally give president trump the nomination tonight expect speeches from Tim, Senator Tim Scott, Representative Steve, Nikki Haley, and Donald Trump Jr. You can also see Mark and Patricia McClowski. They were the couple seen brandishing firearms as protesters approached on their property near St. Louis in June. So there you go. That will be taking place esta noche if you're interested in watching that. Gun rights activist David Hogg briefly deleted his Twitter account and more than 1 million followers over the weekend. The move came after he started a poll asking whether people would be interested in a daily video post from him until Election Day. Final results indicated 84% of nearly 94,000 respondents voted no. Hogg's account disappeared briefly, but he was back up tweeting later on Sunday. So there you go. 94,000 saying no. You have to always be prepared for what the audience members are going to tell you, especially when you ask a question like that. Should we continue or shall we not? Shall we post this or shall we not? You know, I'll tell you the, the listeners and the viewers tell us pretty much what they want around here. And we don't discriminate at all. And we kind of move forward in that direction. A lot of the shows that we have seen come on to Safety FM have been related because of what the audience wants to listen and I'm sure some new shows will also be based on what the audience wants. Did I just say some new shows were coming? I don't know. Did I say that? I don't know if I really said that. I'm just saying when new shows come about. 
I'm sure they will be coming this direction based on what you want. What I've been told that you want, because, you know, that's what I want to be giving you the things that you ask for. Because I don't want to bring a show on that you don't care about. What's the fun in that? You know? And yeah, I know sometimes questions do come about it with the radio station aspect. Radio station shows, there are some radio station shows that we do that never, ever, ever, ever <laughs> make it into a podcast. And they're purposely done that way. I think sometimes some of the things that we say on the radio station is probably better off if we don't record it. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't say that out loud. That might get me some heat. But like I always tell people, the radio station is its own animal within itself. And we do some interesting things there from time to time. And you can always come by, take a listen. And I will say this as well, because there was a conversation I was having with somebody that I know recently. And they were saying... Have you ever considered putting up a paywall for Safety FM? I guess when you ask that question, you have to say yes, because the moment somebody asks you the question, you're considering it. But are we ever going to do it? No. The plan is to keep this free and open to the world to listen to. We have listeners from across the globe, so we want to make sure that we're able to provide you with something for you to take a listen to in the different show hosts that we have. We have so many different style shows that we want to make sure that it is what you want to listen to. And I understand that I do not say the most pleasant things on this rated R safety show of mine, but this is what you asked for. And that's why we say it. You also don't have to worry about me trying to pitch a product to you during the show, because that's not going to happen. Not going to sell my newest chachi towards you. It's not what I'm into. Anyways, let's continue. No wonder for Friday night's Mega Million drawing. Tuesday's drawing will be for $57 million jackpot or $45.5 million cash payout. No winner for Saturday night's Powerball drawing as well. Wednesday's drawing will be for $37 million jackpot or $29.7 million cash payout. So there you go. A couple of different things going on inside of the world of the lottery if you're interested in playing those things. So we're slowly getting back into the groove of the movie theater. So let's talk about it. Select nationwide theaters have started opening their doors. And while many are playing low budget, largely unknown or old films, some are showing new releases. Unhinged starring Russell Crowe topped the weekend chart, grossing about $4 million domestically. It was number two last weekend. Taking the number two spot, the SpongeBob. Yeah, I did say the SpongeBob movie. Sponge on the Run, grossing about $550,000. This film topped the box office its opening weekend run last week. And then Shia LaBeouf's film, The Tax Collector, fell to the 10th spot, grossing about $122,000. Now, I have to tell you, I'm kind of amazed when I hear about the people that are going to the movie theaters and, hey, everybody has to do their own, their own thing. But I am amazed to hear that that kind of money is being made at the theater because $4 million worth of ticket sales for one movie seems like a lot. Especially with the things that are going on at the moment. So something to think about as we talk about it. Anyways, let's continue down the path. We're going to go a little bit into showbiz. Now I have to mention this because, you know, that's what I'm going to have to do. Fans will glimpse into the Gotham City corruption and the new HBO series Batman One Year, Matt Reeves, 
director of The Batman, starring Robert Pattinson, unloaded an intel about the series over the weekend. He stated the show will be an examination of the autonomy of corruption in Gotham City when a mass vigilante starts to unsettle the city. The story is told from the perspective of a crooked cop. Reeves did not share when the series would air, but many assumes that it will air when the film hits theaters in October of 2021. Now, I'm going to tell you right off the bat, the Batman preview has hurt, hit the circuit. And if you have not taken a, a gander at it, I would probably strongly recommend that you do so if you're into the Batman. And just in case if you were not sure, we are into the Batman here. <laughs> okay, the hit show Station 19 will tackle the coronavirus crisis, according to Boris Kidjo. Gojo would play fire Robert Sava- uh, Chief Robert Sullivan told E! News. Isn't e- I thought E! News was gone. What happened? E! News is not only will show a look at the virus and the impact of the first responders, but will also tackle the fight of social equality that has taken over the parts of many of the country. Station 19 airs on ABC. On some other celebrity news, Brian Callen has been dropped by his agent creative artist agency, an innovative artist following multiple accusations of sexual assault. According to Page Six, Goldberg Stars is no longer a client of Justin Edderbrook and Steve Muller. The actor was accused of rape and sexual misconduct by four women last month. He has denied all accusations. So there you go. Some information on what's happening on that side. Jay Balvin and Rudy Rich will no longer be performing at the 2020 MTV VMAs while the, it is unclear why they were pulled out of the award show. A source made mention of the variety that it was partially due to the show's new format. Neither have commented on the news. The VMAs are set to air on Sunday, August the 30th. So there you go. If you're interested in that, that's what's going on. And then here we go with more news, 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 news. Here we go. I did not know that you were gone for you to be saying you're back, bitches. Thank you, Mr. Primus. Netflix is no longer renewing the society. The drama whose production schedule impacted by the coronavirus has now been canceled. Also streaming, the giant has opted not to proceed with the second season of I Am Not Okay With This, despite previously announcing that they would have another season. So there you go. Viacom CBS is reconsidering rehiring Nick Cannon, more than a month after severing ties with him over the anti-Semitic comments that he made on his podcast. President of the company, Chris McCarthy, recently praised the work that Cannon has done and to try to make amends with his comments and gain better understanding of why they were offensive. McCarthy said that hopefully the company and Cannon can rebuild their relationship. And allegedly, he was trying to sue them, talking about... Nick Cannon was trying to sue them, being Viacom CBS, for $1.5 billion for the out in, for the whatever that show that he does, the Wild and Out show for $1.5 billion for the rights of it. So I'm sure that probably had something to do with it. Joe Manganiello will not reprise his role as Big Dick Richie for the third installment of Magic Mike, despite the franchise underlying the popularity. The 43-year-old told people that he is retired. No official announcement has been made regarding the third film, but the sequels left the doors open for a storyline to continue. 
So there you go. No big dick Richie on that one. The 80s classic Weekend at Bernie's may have been based on a true story. Drew Barrymore recently confirmed a long-held rumor that Errol Flynn and W.C. Fields dug up a body of their grandfather, John Barrymore, and brought it back to a poker game. During the recent episode of YouTube series Hot Ones, the actress said that she heard that the event inspired the movie, but wasn't sure if it was true. So there you go on that nonsense. Definitely not something that I thought we were going to take a turn down there. Uh, Lori Lauren and her husband, Mossville, Janiela. Yeah, you heard me. Janiela have been have been sentenced to two and five months behind bars, respectively. The famous couple initially pled not guilty for charges stemming from the $500,000 payment of scam mastermind William Singer to get their daughters into the University of Southern California. The sentence has put an end to the more than a year legal battles. That shit gets expensive quick. And I don't know. I look at it and I'm not justifying it, but... How different is this than somebody saying, oh, I'm going to donate a library or a building to get my kid into there? Because you know that shit happens all the time. Well, for the rich. I'm not rich. Is it fair? No. I just said how it's similar. So there you go. Oscar La Hoya is making a comeback. The legendary boxer told ESPN that he plans to return to the ring for the first time in 12 years, but doesn't want to fight an exhibition because he has no plans of sparring in a real fight. The 47-year-old told, or the 47-year-old has a 39-6 and six record with 30 knockouts in his career. He told sports publications that he plans to fight at 154 to 160-pound weight class. So there you go. Some interesting things there. Sheldon Primus is saying that it will be sponsored by Geritol. There you go. Some birthdays you can celebrate today if you're interested in doing so. Ariane Foster, football player, turns 34. Chad Michael Murray, oh yeah, that guy, turns 39. John Green, young adult author, turns 43. Dave Chappelle turns 47. Cal Ripken, former baseball player, turns 60. Movie actor Stephen Fry from V from Vendetta turns 63. And creator, well not create, well I guess you can say, of the World Wrestling Entertainment brand, sports executive Vince McMahon turned 75 today. A day after SummerSlam, look at that. And they're turning their top star into a bad guy. Oops, not a spoiler if you haven't seen it, I hope. There you go. Let's talk about the days of the year that we can celebrate today. Can't open her day. International Day of Intolerance, Discrimination, and Violence Based on Musical Preference. Lifestyle and Dress Code. International Strange Music Day. National Knife Day. National Waffle Day. Shooting Star Day. National Peach Pie Day. Pluto Demoted Day. Weather Compliant Day. So there you go. Those are some days of the year that you can celebrate if you're interested in doing so. The other part, before we forget, because it's important, I didn't hit the dub button. We have to do that. That's the dub button. Duh. That's the dub button. Shouldn't move the buttons around. Anyways, so let's talk about it real quick. If you are suffering from mental health, 
or depression or contemplating about suicide, there's a phone number that you can call that they can assist you with what's going on with you mentally. And that is the Suicide Prevention Lifeline. You can call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. That is 1-800-273-TALK or 1-800-273-8255. The number's available for you to have someone to talk to, have a conversation, have a discussion about what's going on with you mentally. So please feel free on actually giving them a call if you do have any questions about that matter. Anyways, so let's think about it real quick. One more thing that we can talk about. If you've ever wondered what happens after an Amber Alert, there is a website you can go to. It is called missingkids.org. This is about the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Right now, they are trying to get people to assist them with this very important cause. You can find out more information at missingkids.org. Currently, they are unable to help or have people come in and help them in person because of the pandemic, but you can do a financial donation. For more information about that, you can go to missingkids.org, or if you just want to try to help spread the word about kids that are missing in your area or across the nation, you can get more information on their website. Anyways, I want to say, like I always say, thank you for always being the best part of Safety FM. That is the listener. You have been listening to the Rated R Safety Show. That's for sure. That's what you've been doing here, just in case if you're confused on this multiverse of ours. Anyways, I know who you are. You know who I am. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Duh. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.